Welcome everybody to another episode of Views Connors Podcast. Today I'm your host and I am Anifiok. And on set with me today I'm having Jim Rahimat. Okay. So today we'll be talking about a peculiar topic. I mean, on an individual scale and more. I think it's paramount we talk about this. Right. Yeah. So to just on to this podcast is we're talking about identity crisis, and I think Raymond is someone that knows it's not too about this topic. More complete. and to start off with, we need to know what identity <laughs> question is. So Raymond, what should what do you think? What do you think identity is? Before you start, you said I am someone that knows what. <laughs> Please disclaimer: I'm not a therapist, psychologist, or anything like that. I'm just a normal Nigerian that wants to talk about the topic. So that is what she will tell you. She doesn't <laughs> want to take most credit. She wants to look you know, humble and humble. Don't mind that. So you listen to me. All right. So. I think your identity as an individual is your distribution character or personality. That's exactly who you are. Um, your personality is determined by your habits and your actions. So I think a lot contributes to your personality, depending on who you are. Like I said, um, your personality traits, your ability to like your um, in your abilities your likes and dislikes, your belief system, your morals, your values, and things that motivate you basically make up your personality as an individual. And people's personality are unique. That's why I said your distinguishing character or your personality. So people's identity are unique. So basically everybody has different identities and your identity depends on who you are, like I said earlier. So if you're able okay. to answer your question of who you are, then you know exactly, like, you have an identity, basically. Okay. For me, right, if, yeah. if I'm to define or to explain what my identity is, I think my, my identity is that fine line, right, that separates me mm-hmm. from everybody else in terms of moral compass. <clears throat> Thoughts, ideology, my way of thinking, yeah, and that's... how I perceive things, right? It's just that fine line. Because in the end, you... that's why I said your distinguishing character. Yeah. And so, um, really, what, what makes up our identity? Background can be part of it, the environment yeah. can be shaping our identity. Right. And where we're brought up. This we brought up places we visited along along the time we, we lived on earth. It, it contributes to our identity, who we are and what makes us what. And I think basically all the stages in your life will have an influence on your identity one way or the other. Yeah. And how you address those Stages of your life. Okay. So in line with that, right, we want to go to the center of the conversation, which is identity crisis. When one have an issue with knowing who they are and where they actually belong to. Because no, no lies about this. You might agree, you might not agree. No problem, but I think for, I think we're working we're from that just as Generation Z. Okay, I don't know about that, but let's take it like that. So I think this generation, I think it's clear that increasingly people are having issues with this, not knowing who they are or having issues understand who or where they belong to. They're having identity crisis. Do you agree? Yeah, I agree. Absolutely. Okay. So, 
not 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 too much English. What's that is precious to you? Okay. So um, identity crisis is is just um I don't know basically is a time of intensive analysis of different ways of looking at oneself. You're still analyzing who you are. You're not able to answer the question of who you are yet. That identity crisis. And a lot of people do not talk about it. That's why we are talking about it. People don't even think it's a thing. And it has been in existence since like 1950. So, Shah basically um, is is like a conflict between and yourself, not knowing who you are, like I've said earlier. Um, and your identity crisis, you could have a positive or negative outcome on your, personal, your personality development, depending on how you undo it and how you're able to build yourself. What about you? Okay. okay. <clears throat> The, 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 reason, the reason why I actually said let's not use too much English because I know a lot of writers use that English. All of us are looking for ourselves. What's, what's what exactly are we listening to? Okay. In, in briefly, identity crisis is you have an issue knowing, navigating who you are or where you particularly belong to, where you function. Just it's that simple. And a lot of things, a lot of factors come into play when someone is trying to grasp who they actually are. It's more than you knowing your name, your family's name. It's really more than that. It's, it's those times you take, those five moments you're taking, doing some little things, you get to understand who you are, what you like, where you want to be, what you believe in. <clears throat> So, yeah. different ways, this, that different ways, yeah, that different ways this identity crisis will play out for a lot of people. And the different thing that will push it. I think, but the first one, or the first one they always come in contact with is the background, you know, the family, where some kind of family pressure will make you what you are or what you are not, especially when you are the firstborn of a family. You'll be, you you like they'll expect you to be a certain person whether you want it or not. Yeah, I agree with that. It's fairly in the Nigerian society. A typical Nigerian family, the firstborn is always the target of being the good child. So at least in their own way to set a good example for the others. Which yeah. I don't know. I think I think that's one of the things that make me thank God that I'm the second child of my father. I, I skip a lot of necessary wala. No, I'm being honest. Right. Because you see, when you when you when you're in such position, you always need to look at your back and be like, whatever I do, I think my younger ones will take it up and multiply by two. So I have to live a certain lifestyle, right? I think that's why it's always pressure in the Nigerian home about the question. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, you expect to live a certain lifestyle. Whether it sits well with you or not, is none of your business. That's the truth. You are expected to. Well, I think that's the very first. So I believe that's the very first step when people encounter that. Pardon me, what do you say? I said, I think he actually has an influence. That first one thing. But then, regardless, you're still the one deciding who you want to be, no matter who sets the pace for you. But then, it has a little influence. I think, I think, on the, in different parts of the world, in different parts of Nigeria, the influence varies. The influence varies. Mm. That's what I believe. Because there are some family you work you work into. Trust me, the amount of pressure they mount on that firstborn, first daughter. It might not be, it might be surprised. <laughs> I'm serious. Uh, okay. Uh, 
you you might be just be surprised. Like you not be like, calm. You, you all should just calm down. You should say calm down. There's more to life than this. You'll be surprised. So yeah, those, those of you that are firstborns, first sons, first daughter, big shout out to you all. You all are trying. I'm not going to lie. Because That's after you, after your parents, you are the next parents in the house. All of you have to turn to parents before you get <laughs> And for those of you that are last born, keep enjoying your last born position. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Okay. So, okay, um, Tony, off very much further, off the top of your head, can you, can you, give, can you think of another form in which identity crisis huh. can come up, can come to an individual? Well, the very common one, societal pressure. Okay. So societal pressure is what the society wants you to be, who the society <coughs> is supposed to see, I mean, what the society is supposed to see a certain way. Okay, like the first one issue you brought up about, in Nigerian society, apart from your family, there's a way to expect the society to see you as the firstborn. The first one for you, if they're not doctors, they're lawyers, engineers, and all of that, most times, in a typical Nigerian way. So, uh, the society has, except, apart from the family um, pressure now, the society has always made it has also made it seem like if you don't you don't well I don't know I think it's just because of the Nigerian setting if you don't study a particular thing class like um medicine law and all those things right you you don't seem to be in line with what in the firstborn class yes. so. I think that's that's also a pressure, and also what like everyone is doing. I think is also in line with peer pressure. What everyone around you is doing, probably everyone around you is, let's say, okay, out of what's it called, you're set in secondary school. Let's say you're graduated, you've seen people, and then you're the only one that's not studying professional post. Probably, that's going to take a toll on you and. Identity crisis stage can lead to depression. Imagine you go to school for a reunion or something, everybody's saying, okay, I'm a hundred level student, I'm a And then you come out and say, I'm hundred level student, or maybe one, one cause that's not a professional course. I don't want to mention anything, so nobody comes for me. One cause that's not a professional course, everybody just look at you and laugh, or the teachers might say, what are you doing? Or you come out and you hear them say, come and you trade. And in nature, which is which I feel is nothing very depressing. Then nature is very good. I'm learning nature, so everybody, all my siblings, we learn nature. But then you're telling someone because the person is not studying a good course in quotes, according to what you feel is a good course, is is actually very bad and it can lead to depression. So society pressure and peer pressure are one big, are two big influence. Okay, okay. Just in case you are listening from any part of the world that is not Nigeria, I'll quickly explain something to you. Okay, let's let's say in our society in Nigeria, right? Let's let's in our society or break into two places: your immediate society, which is which are your friends, and the external society, which are people you do not know. And in Nigeria. Somebody will always know somebody that knows somebody that knows somebody that will know your family member that will know you. So in the end of the day, everybody knows you. Right. So so uh, I might make a markable point on right? giving an example from how we pick courses when going to university. Okay, I think my firstborn we need to consider his position. My guy studied computer science. Okay. So firstly, right, when when we were growing up in secondary schools, if you were not very fluent in English speaking and if you're not topping your class already, the teachers will always give you a condescending look. More so when you gain admission mm-hmm. and you're not studying a professional course, they always give they always they look at you in one way like you are below a certain height you are meant to be. 
yeah do, do immediately i think you you personally you also know regardless if you have a passion for whatever you're studying because and i think why they do that is because of the kind of country we are in then just you no know, there's no really that, that kind of a country that advocates passion with the way their labor market is passion so, yeah. Yeah, so automatically it's already built in them. So they don't really look at you what you love or what you don't love. They just expect you be a doctor, lawyer, engineer, SAP. That's what that's just it. But in the long run, right? In the long run, mm-hmm. everybody's will not will pick a career path that doesn't match with their personality and at the end of the day they'll get frustrated. And then that also leads to identity crisis because yeah, you don't really know who you are. You are just doing uh, what society expects you to do. Yeah, that's 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 the end point of it all. You just flow with the crowd. You just flow with what everybody is doing. Like and this kind of thing, you will not be happy. You yeah, might I remember not be. when I was in secondary school, I had this wonderful teacher. She was also my class teacher at some point. Her name was Miss Yipanji. I think my sister, she made a statement that stuck, that stuck with me. She said, and I quote, school is not for everybody. Don't force it. When she said school, she meant formal education. It was not for everybody. There are some people that excel better in trade. On, I'll be honest. There's some people who excel way better. Like they, ha- they have natural affinity for things like trade and vocational jobs. They will be good at it, and I kid you not. If they put in so much effort into it, I think they'll be making good money, regardless of this the economic situation. They will make good money. Yeah, actually. Instead of them now going to spending four years in what they don't love doing, and I didn't need it well, useless today. Well, it's good to have a certificate at least in Nigeria today. Yeah, I think in any part of the world, right, it's good to own a formal certificate. just clarify that. Yeah, it's good. It's a beautiful thing. But do not but limit yourself very to important that. important to have a certificate. I think it's very important. No, I believe it's important to go through a formal education process. But then again, if personally you, you believe that you excel as a seamstress, um, as a potter, maybe one of those vocational skills, right? and you want to learn it, please learn it before you go. learn it first. Then, because I didn't, formal education would always still be there. Take, for example, yeah. Kanayo Kanayo recently got a law degree now. Mm-hmm. He has been an actor for many years before he went back to school to get a law degree. And there is this, oh, this Yoruba actor, he has an African magic, I've forgotten his name. Recently graduated from Laute. I've forgotten his name. Recently graduated from Laute. So, the formal education, formal education institution would be there. You always learn it. But see that boss that's also that that tree they were supposed to learn, and always be there to teach it to you. So, okay, so that. that well, I'll talk about. Well, in the last. Similar, you know, I'll say something about even if you are getting a formal education, you still have to find yourself. Getting a formal education does not mean studying the course you want, does not mean you have already found yourself. There's still more to that. No, there's still more more to do now. Sorry? I know there's more to do after getting your formal education. There's really more to do. I think that's the starting point of one's life. Exactly. Because then you now start living the adult life. Hey. That's, wow, that, that's scary. That's scary for me. But we move. So, okay. Do you believe peer pressure to be a strong factor in breaking down one identity? Because I have seen because there are different, there are different sort of relationships. Right? It's not everybody you move with that are your friends in court. Yeah. So you just have a one-time affair with them. Probably just maybe a situation that brought you guys, you girls together. Yeah. 
get whatever you're doing done with everybody pathways, right? So it's nobody yeah. that's actually your friend. So those um one-time relationships, acquaintances, and friends, how how deep do they go in in this topic? Okay. So like you said in the last episode, you know everybody's your friend, everybody uses that word loosely, and then there's just some people that you need them at this particular stage in the world. So those people that will just meet once once, like and we don't stay together in part ways. In fact, they could be the one having the greatest influence on your life, on your identity. Because let's put the scenario for instance, okay, before I came to uni, I did Cambridge Arab for one year. I was in a new environment for just one year. So after that one year, some people are still in uni, so we still keep we are still in contact. Some people would still talk on WhatsApp, Instagram and all. For some people, we don't even, we're not even in contact anymore. So imagine one of you find them there. Well, introduce me to maybe drugs and all. Okay, I was brought up from a good home, blah, blah, blah. But then, this, this did not happen to me, please. This is just a scenario. And then I agreed I to start doing it with them. That's the beginning of losing my identity. Probably I'm this kind of person that has these principles of I can't do this, I can't do any more um more act and all that. But then as I said then, I you know one thing about drugs are addictive. So I said then, even though I'm not friends with the person now, am I still there's high probability that I will still continue doing it again. Okay. So that one time contact with that person, even though it did not last, even though it's a week, can have to put influence on your identity. Okay. So. Okay. I think the same, the old thing of show me your friend and I will tell you who you are in most cases mm-hmm. always true. Because there's always this rub of there's always this rub of people's personalities on you. Either you know it or not, there's always a rub of like recently a lot of people have been telling me that I sound like my brother. Like I talk like him, the manner at which we talk, the words we use whenever we talk are so identical that you most likely don't they're not able to differentiate who is who. And I see it, my brother talks like me. It's not the it's not the other way because you know us from you know who talks like who. So from your friends, there's always a rub off. People one time people there's always a rub. That's why it's you must be very picky in name people you engage in conversation because they will always plant a seed of thoughts in you. Exactly. Yeah. Conversations very long will change your mindset. Yeah. So, you, I think we need to be careful how people are having, we engage in conversations with us. Do we just drop a seed of thoughts? And you might, you might not sit, you might not sit well with you, but at some point that you might start to bend to such thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. No. And conversations would have positive influence, we shall. It, it does. Yeah. Imagine, for example, a very good example of conversation having positive influence was the day I had my first conversation with Raymat. The story continues. Oh, she's laughing. <laughs> so, but in the long run, every person you come in contact with will shape you, and then shaping who you are or mm-hmm. where you want to put yourself in. Because if you move with guys that hunger for success, you can only hunger for success. For you not to hunger for success, it's going to be hard. Like, like I said in the last episode, I agree with you. Like I said in the last episode, you cannot be friends with who the people that your perspe- your perspectives don't align. So like that hunger for success you have, you said now, is someone's perspective of what they should be doing in their life. So if you, so you have that same perspective though, okay, I, I need to succeed to get even with those kind of people, your perceptions align to so kind of people you should be friends with basically. Okay. Gonna say you're a good girl and you're moving someone that is doing drugs. You're not a good but, girl. Yeah, the same yourself. You said something earlier about um mm-hmm. society, what society demands from you. Yeah. I think these days our society has become funnier and funnier 
society. I don't know what exactly society actually wants for people anymore. Yeah. I don't I'm think you see, do, do you see it that way? Because, I don't know. <laughs> because that's because part of our society. Yeah, it's a social media platform. And they, sometimes the things the social media platforms promote are not things I originally know Nigeria society promotes. Do you know what I presume as Nigerian society? I mean, the first when I talk about Nigeria society, the first thing that comes to my head is so all these aunties, your neighbors around. <laughs> Before even thinking of social media, because that is what everybody did before. Yeah. When I was younger, that's what everybody presumes as Nigerian society. And even some stands family relations, maybe your auntie's friends and all of that. And also, actually, I think about the social media. Yeah, social media, I'm not, well, I'm not with friends very well, so I don't really know what's going on. Okay, because after I've noticed that, that I know there are some things that I know when I was little growing up, and I, I could not dare do them, see them, talk more. I couldn't even think them. But these days, when, when, when I engage my social media platform, there's some things that I see that make me question, are these Nigerians too? Because I know typically any Nigerian parents would, would have killed you already if you have tried such acts. But you know, I think our societal view is, is constantly in flux, it's constantly changing. But the rate that this is changing is what I don't understand. But well, that's that. That's that. I feel like in in search of change from like the regular what the regular Nigerian aunties say all of these things are bad and all of that. You know, I sometimes explain what I'm saying. You know, some things I I can't even give an example. Some things are Nigerian like okay, in the past talking about periods is like a taboo. I would say like. You, you don't find anybody talking about periods, right? So yeah, now, period, you talked about. people in the Nigerian, uh, on social media, rather, they want to start talking about it. They want to start creating awareness that it is something you should continue talking about, right? So instead yeah. of doing that, it has now, like, turned around. Do you understand what I'm saying? Okay. Like, this is an extreme, basically. One, one beautiful thing about this girl, if she's only seen a silver lining in every situation, it must be a good part of every situation. And that's good. <laughs> that's really good. So, how can we spot someone that is going through an identity crisis? Because these things are not written on the forehead of people. Right? Yeah, it's mostly, you, you tend to find that when you engage them, when you take your time to observe them, and in a country where everything is fast-paced, where we don't really have much time to do much things, how can we identify or spot someone that is going through this thing? It's not that we don't have time to do much things. I feel like we don't create time. That's it. If it's important, you create time to do But we don't see it as important. Okay, so how, how do we now spot someone going how through do such, such face? Yeah, how do you identify someone going through such face? Hmm. Ali, can you go first? Okay, 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 okay. Let me let, let me take us back to um the lockdown period because I think that was when I took mm-hmm. my time okay. and selecting what and what not should be. In my life, actually, the, the lockdown really helps me. It helped a lot of people in okay. such in such manner. It helped a lot of people. Yeah. Okay. okay. I think the first thing to lose watch out is how confident they are in expressing their views in among a particular set of people. Because mm-hmm. when because if when someone feels inferior in a particular gathering it's most likely they don't know their own voice. Even when, when, when we are four talking and one out of four is feeling it's not smart enough to contribute to the conversation, then that's that's, that's what the red flag there because we are four. It's that small of a gathering. We are not 40. We are just four. 
confident that's a red flag that something doesn't add up. Also, when you if you the person is constantly yearning about one thing over and over and it seems like the person whole life is not going to that thing. Then you, you should know that one in one way or the other, someone has as compressed on his behalf, compressed his whole life to that single thing. Hence, it, 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 there's no mobility for him to know or to dive into various parts of himself to know what he's actually capable of and what he's not capable of. So that's, that's, that's another aspect. Just feel this person needs to talk. And when somebody is busy in his life on social media, <laughs> yes, I would just know this one. How, this one doesn't know who he or she is. When someone is constantly busy or gauging their life, or the 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 only the only stand that the person seems to want to have is the one it takes off Instagram, Instagram Twitter. Instagram. Yeah, okay. that's another way I know. Okay, my first point. I'm sorry, I beg to disagree with that. Because tell me now. Okay. Okay. One of the forms one of the forms of um what about identity crisis, I recall, is insecurity. Okay, yes, now your first point, your first point is explain insecurity. When the person is insecure, the person is able to talk. But what if the person is just uninterested in conversation? Does that mean yeah, friends? When you're not interested in the conversation, you will not be there having the conversation. You will leave. But when you when you when you, you, mean... that you are interested in such conversation and you you okay. you are always you can't push yourself to express that thing you have in your heart to say. That's that's the red flag. Mm-hmm. Because if for me okay. Okay, so um, Raimas, we we are trying to identify or know when someone is going through an identity crisis. And I'm giving you my own thoughts on how to identify someone that is going through an identity crisis. Now, it's your thoughts to give me your own view. What are those things you look out for? Um, I think one of the first things. Uh... One of the first things is that that individual keep asking themselves what's um what's the point of the things they do. She gets there's no there's no certainty in what they are doing. They keep for instance, let's say the person likes playing football, then Everybody has seen that okay, this person, this person likes playing football. This person is good and all of that. Then suddenly, probably the person stops coming for practice and all of that. And then, probably you ask as a friend or something. And then person is like, what's the point of football? What's the point of what I'm doing? What's the point of ticket? And probably the person starts feeling okay. I'm not as good as this. Person starts comparing themselves to other people. Probably other people are better than them. She gets so like I remember I saw one TikTok and then the person was analyzing that. Stop comparing yourself. Compare yourself is like looking um like driving now and then looking at the two sides, like your left and right side. You get you say crash, you are still you are not looking at where you're going. That's, after looking at that, after watching that video, it made me understand comparison so well because, yes, I knew comparison was bad, but I never knew it was that bad with that analogy. So, okay, okay, I think, okay, and what's the, the downside of this issue is that more than at least I, I contributed to like 80% of people that will have this issue. Might end up having a mental breakdown, exactly. emotional breakdown. Like that's the down part. Like that's the scary part of it all. So I, I, in the end of the day, right? 
I don't think it's it's been nice for anybody to go through all those phases, then get to the emotional building. I think we should be able to just cut it at the very beginning. So let the person experience unnecessary dramas that then lead to emotional breakdown. But, but the thing is, yes, but the thing is how, you know, like I said earlier, but yes, everybody, we say we have friends, but do you really have, do you really know your friends? Do you really know what they're going through at the moment? I feel like everybody just has, okay, and my friend, and my friend, but are you always there for that person? Do you know when that person is in need of you? Are you do you always provide a listening ear? An open space for the person to converse with yeah. you. Yes, exactly. So that's a question. If, if you don't converse with someone, if you don't have conversations, you won't know what any other person is going through. person might just look happy, you might be smiling and all of that. So, okay. I think another thing to identify is okay, this one is quite similar. Maybe when, when the person is asking themselves who they are constantly. Or where do you go to and all of that? I think um, unnecessary self doubt could also be a flag. Yeah. I think I think once in a while, or you everybody tends to be like, "Can I really do this? Getting <laughs> too much?" Or can you what? I think once in a while, everybody always asks themselves, "Like, can I really do this?" Yes, I think <laughs> I think well, I think as Nigerian students, you should ask yourself because I ask myself several times, but then <laughs> I've never stopped doing what I'm doing. It's just I think yeah. it's just a way to confirm you're on the right track. Okay. Okay, but regardless. You made the right decision. Okay. Whatever you're doing. Bro. But on the more, for me, on the personal note, I believe mm-hmm. the moment you become my friend, you are okay. indirectly my family. You are like friends and family members that I'm not related to by blood. So if I should call you my friend, constant. See, I think one one thing about friendship, the core existence of friendship is love. That's good. I want about love is love is not selfish. Always. Check up on those people you actually call your friend, regardless if they check on you or not. Regardless, because you don't know at that point they might not have the emotional strength to even start a conversation with you. Talk of check on you, and you checking up on them could just give them that strength. So, so that that's the. Okay. I, I do, do, you, do you any um way you, you can propose that we cut um identity crisis short before it blows up in proportion in an individual? Sorry, can you come again? Is, is, do you do you know any do you know any effective method how we should like cut or short circuit identity crisis before it blows up in an individual? I don't know. I would say, you know, the individual might not even be able to identify that this is exactly what they are going through. Yeah, and you as a friend, how can you? Okay, you as a friend. Yes. Okay, I think when when you realize your friend is going through that, you should just if if you are not in the best as a friend, if you're not in the best position to help, I think you should just what's it called? Help the person seek help. Okay. Okay. That's that's the best. Okay. Okay, what 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 about um, those category of people that they don't like being told when they are doing something wrong or when they are following the wrong what? path. Mm. So people like like 
to like that, how you know what to do it? Because I think they'll be the man, my backfire and, and they'll be like, learn to mind your business. You're not feeding, you're not building. You know, some kind of arrogant talk that people can bring out. Well, for that, I feel. Mm, <laughs> I, I don't really know. But for them, for them to say that, that means they're not open to being helped, right? But then as a friend, like I said, if you can't help them, I think probably you find a therapist, a psychologist or something, or someone to help them, or even their family member that you think is in a better position to help. Okay. Well, that's everything we have for this one. That's Sorry? everything. That's everything we have for the main for this episode. Okay. Um, why don't you talk about how individuals can find themselves like in the face just, of identity crisis, personally? Like, okay. Self discovery. I think for me, the f- first thing and the most important, I think the first thing was just very important to do. Because I think, not I think, I believe and I know, that actually in God and true God, does not see clarity, don't have clarity. So just do yourself that to God. And yeah. Okay. That's the first thing you can take. Or draw yourself closer to your family member, to your family. Depending on how the person is, the kind of person lifestyle, but you can go any of those ways. Draw yourself closer to your family. I believe in God. I also believe in God and all of that, yes. But you know, they say, um, what's, what's that thing that when, when you pray and you don't work hard, they say, what's or praying and not working out and she gets your faith without work is dead. I don't, that don't uh, I think so, I think so. Okay. Okay, I think on your part, yes, you pray. You pray and work hard. Praying and working and hard work. Probably pray and, and work go and and rather. So I think on your part, right? You should find a purpose. Be intentional about what you do and in doing in doing whatever you are doing, disregard other people's expectations. That's your family, cut off your family pressure, your background pressure, your societal pressure, your peer pressure, and cut out comparison. Yes. In, in finding yourself and also leave your comfort zone regularly. Because and um okay, very much have you ever have you ever been in a situation or social institution where that is the person talks to themselves but they are completely normal. Like talking to themselves. Yes, um, but they're completely normal, they're okay. Yes, I won't I, like I, I find that thing very helpful for myself. You find that very what? Helpful for myself. I talk to myself. Some people see it as you being mental. That's their business. That's I say, cut out comparison or whatever anybody thinks. Talking to myself is, I don't know, I feel like it's like self therapy for me. Sometimes when when I'm not in a good mood, I just talk to myself like I'm having a conversation with someone and then I feel very relieved. And then sometimes when I'm planning on doing something, I talk. I say it out. I talk about. I don't know what anybody. I don't care about what anybody thinks, because I know I don't have mental issues. So that's their business. That's it. Like disregard people's expectations. Okay, then like I said, leave your comfort zone. That comfort zone thing, but the first time I heard it was from my dad, and it was, it was really amazing how he helped, because whenever I think about it. I'm like, it really helps me. Like, whenever I want to read, and I'm like, let me just have one, this one more hour, hour of sleep. And I'm like, very much leave your comfort zone. <laughs> it really <laughs> helps. I remember this, this particular quote sent. 
there's this period they said because of the day from daddy. It was very funny, but then it helped a lot. And this quote was ambition and comfort cannot reside in a mind at the same time. To achieve your ambition, you have to live, you have to what sorry, let go of your comfort zone. So, like I said earlier, yes, you pray, but you also work hard. And don't just say you're being ambitious. You have the, what's it called? It's just in your mind. Okay, I want to be a doctor and you're not working out. You get. So, a lot of doctors have left their comfort zone. A lot of other professionals have left their comfort zone to be where they are. Maybe your comfort zone is like, you're supposed to read, leave your bed, stand up, or leave that your phone leaves Instagram and all of that. That's you need to attack our phones. You really have to attack our phones. You have to. Yes. That phone. <laughs> well, I'm not on Instagram, so that one's no problem. But then you still press your phone. Some of them, them, well, I don't know how people do it, but I don't know if people that can go like five hours of reading without pressing their phone. I don't know how you do yeah, it, though. That's good of people. Me? Yeah, I'm not, though, please. <laughs> you, you, get, you, you get used you, you keep doing it. As you said earlier, be intentional when you want to grow. When you want to discover yourself, be intentional about it. So when you want to, when, if you are intentional about you not touching your phone, you won't touch it. Yeah, there are times I don't touch my phone, actually. There are times I don't do that. It's just... Sometimes, you know, sometimes it's just a distraction. Yeah. yeah. And also, when you set your boundaries during this last one, <laughs> when you set your boundaries, I feel it helps you in your personal development. When you set your boundaries, you're able to tell this person that you're able to tell, tell yourself and others, uh, okay, I don't like this thing, and no, I'm not doing it. So no amount of pressure can make you do it. When you when you have your principles, your life principles that you go by, I don't think there's any amount of pressure that can make you do it. There's certain things I have I have in my mind that I know that okay, I cannot do this thing. No matter what anybody tells me, I cannot. Imagine someone telling me, Rama, let's not read for the test. Let's go inside the hall with and um, what's it called? With hope in God. Ha, which hope in God? I can't do uh, that. That's like a boundary. <laughs> no, I'm I'm just giving an instance. Okay. Now that's like an example of a boundary I've set for myself. I must study hard. I must do this. Nobody can come and tell me, Rema, let's go for the party. I'm not saying parties are bad. Absolutely good to relax. But then you cannot come and tell me, Rema, let's go for the party when I have a test the next day. She gets that's a boundary I've set for myself, and that's part of personal development and self-discovery. And also, one last point, please, listeners, please do do things outside school. Like, school is good. School is absolutely very good. Get your degree and all of that. But then, find yourself. It's, it's, it's not just about what you're studying. It's not just about your your career that you're working towards. You, get, you have to do other things. That's also part of self-discovery. Like, but then, and Rema, this, this particular yes. thing just said, this particular yeah. thing just said, I had a conversation with someone where, where we said something about this stuff. Okay, let me give you an example, right? Okay. Let's take someone that's studying physics, he's studying physics, he's okay. studying physics, and also he has, he's learning some soft skills, like maybe graphic design and all of that, all of that. Yes. So, if if somebody is looking at that phase now, the career, like long term career, like he wants to be the career on phase, it's not supposed to be two things more of like internship in research and development and things like that that are in line. Because if you're doing things like that, I'm not sure you're going to have time for soft skills. But though it's still academics, but not within your, it's not limited to the four corners of your school because research and development stops with. It's widening your scope. 
And do, do you do you think that the reason why we're always promoting soft skills is because there's lack of research in our country? Okay, I understand what you're saying. I definitely understand. But then I think look at it in this in, in Nigeria's um what's that what's that thing? Is it economic space or what's that thing they call? Is is it easier? We make money as a graphic designer or as a research, whatever. Well, our economy, I think it just seems to play with the graphic design. I leave the research for, for now. Exactly. That, that's what the person is thinking. I don't know if that's exactly what the person is thinking, but that is what the person should be thinking. Do you guess? Okay, now you're right, bro. Yes, I write. Writing studying, there are two opposite things, are they not? Very opposite things. Chemical engineering yeah. and writing. Exactly. Writing and what I'm studying are, in fact, I don't, I don't even see where they, they meet, but then I'm still doing it because it is what I found myself to love. I found that this is what I love. That's, that's what it's called. Being intentional about a personal development, so that is, I don't know, but I don't think it necessarily has to be in line what you're doing, what you study okay. in school. Okay. So. Okay, I guess we have to put a full stop there. <laughs> yeah. Full stop. Okay, there you have it. I think we've been able to do the best we could. On the topic, and please always feel free to engage us on our Instagram page in the comment sections. There, share your thoughts with us, okay? So, to the next episode, we shall meet again. Thank you, thank you for listening. Bye. Hey there, thanks for listening to another episode of Youth Corners Podcast. Kindly follow us on all social platforms at Instagram at youth underscore corner one, Spotify, Audio Mac, and Google Podcast. Thanks for listening once again. Hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, hit the follow button, share with your friends. Thank you.